Hi guys, welcome to Harmony's War Cry, where every week we talk about what sparks you. We talk sex, love, career, your passions, style, and everything in between. Now my goal here is to help you guys find your inner adventure and help you live vividly. So let's chase that spark. Hi guys, welcome, welcome. It's episode 70 of Harmony's War Cry. How are you doing? I am back. It's been two weeks already. Boom. Since we did the last episode, if you haven't listened, go back and listen. Uh, if there's anything you want to hear me talk about in the future, drop me a message at Sparkly Media on Instagram, Harmony's Podcast Community on Facebook, and always Harmony's War Cry at gmail.com. So first, I'm going to get to the business side of it. I'm rebranding my podcast. I've decided, much as I love the name, I want something that's going to resonate with people a little better. So I am in process of coming up with a new name. I've got a few. And when I, when I solidify those few down to about six, I'm going to post it on my social media and get y'all's feedback. And, um, you can let me know what you think. Uh, if you've never listened before, I recommend going back and listening. I am Harmony. I am your resident podcaster and I have hold a degree in human services as well as substance abuse counseling. I hold a life degree in dealing with um, narcissistic, uh, addicted people, <laughs> mildly abusive. I uh, can't say I got the shit beat out of me, um, but I did emotionally. And so it has been part of what drives me to be here and record these episodes because um, a lot of shit has gone down in my life and there's reasons behind all of those things. And I feel like I don't want all of those things to have happened in vain. And if I can come here and record and do different topics and explain to you where I was coming from and um, maybe tell you my story, I'm hoping even if it only helps one person out there that hears me talk about whatever particular topic resonates, that it helps them. And it helps them to feel like they're not alone in the world and they can see where I am now and how I feel about those situations and feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. That's Harmony's War Cry in a nutshell. I appreciate you coming and listening. I'm getting into confrontation today and I went to good old Google. And of course, the first uh, a couple of definitions that come up are very intense and they're like, you know, quote, meet someone face to face with hostile or argumentative argumentative intent, end quote. Um, the next one is, quote, of a problem, difficulty, etc. present itself to someone so that dealing with it cannot be avoided, end quote. Or my favorite, which is what we're here for today, is to, quote, face up to and deal with a problem or a difficult situation, end quote. So that's the one that I'm focusing on today for you guys. Confrontation is super important for your survival. Sir, by full. Let me take a sip of my coffee. Mm. You guys, that's so good. Best thing I ever did was break up with Starbucks because now I'm getting these cold brew from the grocery store. And this awesome, it's called Super Creamer. Um, and not only is it healthier, but it's way cheaper. So thank goodness for my split from Starbucks. And I'm so stubborn about it. Like I literally haven't give them, well, I did tip my barista cause I still had two free coffees on my app. 
Um, so I used those two coffees. I tipped that tipped them, but I haven't given a dime to Starbucks since December. That was my jam. That was my resolution. And I can honestly say I'm so stubborn about it. I don't care if I was like parched or starving to death. I'm not going to go there for anything just because it's principle. I don't have any hate for them. It's just, I'm spending too much money and their app is a marketing, they're marketing geniuses because you collect these stars and oh, it's just crazy. The amount of money. So for one drink, uh, for less than one drink and a tip at Starbucks, I'm literally drinking coffee for the week. So we're talking 20, 25 bucks for a month's worth of coffee as opposed to, anyway, you get it. You, you, you guys can do the math. I'm a big supporter of like businesses and stuff. And I will go to local bit coffee shops and get a coffee here and there, but I'm a DIY gal. If I can save some money, I'd rather spend that money on something else like shoes or sunglasses. So Episode 70, thank you for coming. We're going to get into confrontation today, the good kind of confrontation. And I am going to tell you just a little story about why I am such a supporter of confrontation. So little harmony, dad leaves around three or four years old, um, never to be seen again by me or my mom until I was 19. I surprised him. That was all my doing. Took a train out to Los Angeles and surprised him <laughs> at a restaurant. Uh, where were we? At a Red Robin in Brea, California. I will never forget it. And I called my cousin Mona and I said, hey, I'm in town. Don't tell my dad. But if he's still you know, around and staying with you guys, why don't you guys come meet me at the Red Robin at the end cap of the mall and I'll just be standing there. Wow. That's a story for another time. That whole deal. Uh, cause that was during the time of like reunion, like what was his name? Maury Povich or whatever. And Jenny something or other. And who oh, was the ch chick with the big bread rim glasses, Sarah? Oh, what was her name? Oh, you guys, I'm gonna have to look this up. Nineties talk show hosts. <laughs> Let's see if we can find her. Sally Jesse Raphael. Yep, that's her. Anyway, Jerry Spring. Oh, you know all of those. They were doing these reunion shows. So I had been watching these, and I envisioned this whole reunion was going to be like, we were both going to be crying, and there was going to be tears and hugs, and that is not at all what went down. Again, story for another time. So saw him around three or four, didn't see him again until 19, and then after that visit, didn't see him again until 34. And at which point I found out he had moved, come to the East coast to try and rekindle a relationship with me. And once I confirmed that I found out he was homeless and, you know, a Vietnam vet struggled with a little bit of, I don't know if it was fully addiction or it was just party and binge drinking. I don't really know what he had going on to that degree. And I mean, I do, but that's not for today. And so anyway, I scooped him up. I went and scooped him up. And for, you know, half for my benefit, half for his benefit. And I was able to form a relationship with him for a couple years. I was able to finally see him and my mom in the same room um, for the first time since I was three or four. And that happened in 2008. So a long time since, you know, the early 80s, late 70s. And it was awesome. And I was able to get to know him. 
But why we're here today is I was able to confront him. And the reason why I'm telling you the story is because I'm trying to communicate to you the importance of confrontation. I can't stress to you guys enough how important confrontation is to your survival. If you have any intentions of moving forward in your life, having a well-rounded life, having a um, healthy relationship with yourself and the people around you, confrontation is the only way. Now, I'm not saying that there's not millions of people out there that have, you know, and I'm not talking about little shit, you guys. I'm not talking about, um, you know, screaming at somebody because they messed up your order or those kind of confrontations or like belligerence. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about confrontation with grace about things that you just can't move beyond. And what, you know, me not having a dad and him choosing to not be in my life. It was his direct choice was huge for me was as I was growing up as a young girl. It had a really negative impact in my life. It affected my self-esteem. It affected my choice in relationships. It affected my um, self-medicating. So I was, you know, binge drinker for a long time. And, you know, and it was not that I binge drank every time I drank, but I did, especially towards the end of my drinking career. I'll still have a couple drinks here and there, but towards the end of that self-medication, it was very evident that I was struggling and I decided the only way to fix that problem besides, you know, 12 step or not that I haven't gone to those, but I had to really confront the issue. I had to really, you know, like lift the rug up, sweep the shit that I'd pushed up under there out of there and like, look at it and like deal with it. And in doing so, it changed my whole life. After I was able to, you know, spend time with my dad, he lived with me for a short time. I took him to work and blah, blah, blah. We had um, several face-to-face confrontations and some of them were pleasant. Some of them were heart-wrenching and full of tears on both ends. Some of them were just me screaming from the cross of the room while I was doing dishes and you know, one day he kept asking, when am I going to see your mom? When am I going to see your mom? Cause he hadn't seen her since I was like three or four years old on a beach in Southern California. I remember that day, believe it or not, he pulled up in the VW bus getting ready to leave town. Um, but I got very defensive and I turned and looked at him. I was doing dishes and I screamed at him and I was like, who, what, what gives you the right to demand to see my mother? And I started bawling, crying. And the bottom line, you guys, I I put up my dukes and I confronted him. And I said everything. I left no stone unturned when it came to what I wanted to say to my father. And what I felt about him and who I thought he was as a person. And because he was so compassionate and so understanding and so patient with me. He never once, he's not a raise your voice type guy. That's not who my dad was. He was very even keel. And um, at the end of the day, I was able to see why my mom fell in love with him, which was really huge for me too. And he just, amazing laugh, huge heart. Just, I was able to see by confronting him, not only see 
why he did it, but hear his story and to hear his side of why he made the decisions he made. And that even though on the outside, it looked like fun and games that he did have fun. I've seen the pictures. Um, it was hard for him. And so, you know, to know that all those years he carried baby pictures of me around was a game changer. I, at the end of the day, realized I was loved and I was missed and I was cherished and that he thought about me often and that him saying he just thought me and my mom would be better off without him, I really felt like he believed that. And so in being able to be sitting, you know, three feet away from him at a kitchen table and to see him say that and to know that he was being truthful was like visually, if you could have seen it, all of the weight got lifted off of my shoulders. All of the hurt for the most part got sucked out of my body. And I am so grateful that I had the courage to scoop him up and demand answers. I'm very grateful for that. I am even more grateful that I got a chance to get to know him before he died. And he's buried in a Marine Corps cemetery in Hawaii. Got the 21 gun salute. He would have been very happy about that. Um, but at the end of the day, you guys confrontation that's a perfect example of why confrontation is so necessary. So what I want to leave you with today, um, cause we're at the 13 minute mark is I want you to write a few things down on, in your journal or wherever you keep things on your phone, however you do that of one or three or whatever the big things are in your life that you feel like are keeping you down and that are holding you back from chasing your spark and from finding the true you and from have for having the courage to like flourish, write the one or those things down. I'm talking big things, guys. I'm talking big things that you really feel like you, you know, in your heart of hearts that needs to be tackled that you've just been ignoring. Write those down and then assess over a period of time, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to do it, if those are things that are going to be um, possibilities. So if the people that you're dealing with or the situations that you're dealing with, if you feel like um, there would be reception there, like if you feel like the person that you're dealing with maybe that hurt you will, I'm not saying everybody's going to be calm and like understanding like my dad was, but you may have, you're going to deal with some shit. You're going to be crying. You're going to be yelling. You're going to be, if it's a big thing like it is with me and my dad, there's going to be strife, right? That's part of the healing process. When my dad left and passed away, didn't mean that that hurt went away. It's just key takeaway. I didn't personalize it anymore. It wasn't something that I surrounded, like that I, not surrounded. What's the word I'm looking for? Hold on. I know I'm going to take another sip of my coffee. That'll help. Uh, the bottom line is confronting a situation. If you feel like that person's going to be receptive, uh, and it's going to help you move forward in your life, definitely do that. And 
I am going to give you a few ways to do that with grace because that's the important part here. You don't want like a screaming match. All of those things are going to, you know, possibly come, but if they don't, it's probably better. So if communicating with a person you feel like uh, is going to be intense, don't hesitate to write it down. That's tip number one for confrontation with grace. Write down your feelings. Put it in an old school letter and mail it to the person. Because if somebody is has an opportunity to sit in the piece like on their own and read your feelings privately, they're going to hear what you have to say and read what you have to say a lot differently than they would if you were sitting right in front of them. Because if you're sitting right in front of them, there's going to be a whole different set of emotions. They're probably not going to be fully listening to you because they're going to be on the defense and they're going to be just kind of hearing you, but their wheels are going to be turning and all they're going to want to do is like be coming up with a a counterattack. So by giving somebody the gift of snail mail or email or however you want to do that, I love old school letters. I think that they're very um, powerful, but however you need to communicate that where they can get that on their own, even if it's an audio clip. I recently just told a girlfriend of mine who's struggling with some stuff with her mom, you send an audio message. Technology being the way that it is these days, there's ways to get communication across or across so people can understand where you're coming from and they can process that in their own private time and then feel comfortable enough. And you communicate that, but they can feel comfortable enough to respond when they're comfortable responding. And it really is um, an awesome way to confront somebody with grace because then they don't feel defensive. Um, Secondly, just old school, if you feel like it's somebody that you feel like is really going to be receptive to what you're talking about, always face-to-face is good too. I was able to do that with my dad, like I said, and that was very helpful because with face-to-face, Um, or even video chat, however you want to do it, it's really awesome to be able to see people's reactions and see those emotions and um, see those light bulb moments, light bulb moments when they like something clicks for them and you guys are all of a sudden you're on the same wavelength. That's super powerful. Uh, Beyond that, my next set of tips I can give you for building the courage to even confront somebody in the first place is just knowing at the end of the day, it's way worse if you don't try. And having regret is probably one of my biggest fears. And that's part of what gives me the power and the, and the confidence and the courage to confront people in general is because I fear regret like nobody's business. I, I hate the thought of leaving something um, unfixed or something in my life or having somebody be hurt by something that I've done or not done and, you know, have never dealt with that. And so, uh, just think of the bigger picture. And also if this helps, think of the gift that you're giving that person by opening up the lines of communication. Think about how empowering that would be on your end for you to give somebody the gift of communication. Because a lot of times what we create in our head and what we think's going on and what we think the other person is thinking is not at all what's going on. And I think you will find if you start, as my girl Phoebe says, with little small successes that builds confidence. 
if you start dealing with confrontation on a small scale and just standing up for yourself here and there little by little, and you realize there's ways to do it without being a jerk, um, and you start getting positive feedback there, it's going to be a lot easier to do it for the bigger things. And just know that at the end of the day, uh, getting to the root of the problem is always better. And, you know, being able to put that in a little tiny box, put it in your storage unit, and like move along move along to the next thing. Because as you guys well know, you've heard me say it before, the shit's going to hit the fan no matter what. If you're armed with the tools to deal with that shit hitting the fan, life is a lot simpler and it's a lot more pleasant. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. I so appreciate you listening. So remember, confrontation does not have to be a bad thing. Confrontation with grace is necessary. Confrontation is will deliver you the answers you need to, to free you and move you into a clear space where you can be flourishing in this life as you should be. And if you need courage to confront somebody, always look at the bigger picture and know that you're giving a gift rather than hurting somebody. Because I promise you at the end of the day, if you confront somebody with something, you're probably freeing up a lot of hurt for them too. I love you guys. I am interviewing a beautiful girl from Quebec today. First guest on Harmony's War Cry. That episode will be out two weeks from today. So I hope you have a good couple weeks. Remember, go do something good for yourself. More importantly, go do something good for somebody else. I'll talk to you soon.